I think that everybody's forgot. Super important that we remember. First John 318 What's up everybody? Welcome back to Indeed and In Truth Ministries podcast. This is the fourth installment to a 10-part series that we're doing here. Um, you know, first off, I want to just mention that uh, if you've got prayer requests or if you have uh, praise reports, you can send them to indeedintruthministries at gmail.com. Today in the studio, we've really stretched ourselves because I managed to go a little further than what I'm used to, and I've got three people in total in here. So I'm going to introduce them, and as they come across, yeah, four if you include my wife. She's just not mic'd. She's just creepily sitting in here while we record. So, Steve, say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. You got to get closer. Hi. That's Sharon. Say hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. So, this is Steve and Sharon. These guys are married. How long have you guys been married? 17 years. She said that with a lot of enthusiasm. <laughs> Did you hear that? She's really didn't seem too excited about that. Has it been that bad? Could no. you imagine spending 17 years with me? Yeah, I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> just, I mean... I think I can. <laughs> we'll Are find you sure out, about won't that? we? <laughs> so, um, actually, uh, I met these guys. Uh, I don't know what been almost a little over almost a year ago, a yeah. little over yeah, a year ago. A year. So we met, and uh, you know, uh, over over a small course of time, and then eventually we did our very first kind of event together. Uh, because while I'm thinking about it. Uh, Steve, I want you to talk a little bit about what you guys used to do, uh, especially here and like here in here in Kenton and stuff like that. Like, what was some stuff that you guys used to get into um, dealing with like bands and promotions and stuff like that? A few years back, there used to be a place here in Kenton called Club One Hundred and Eighty, uh, and I started the security there. Sharon worked the uh, bar or counter concession stand. Concession stand and. Uh, as we went further, I started taking the booking and partnered with Yes FM. We had quite a few uh, Christian rock, Christian rap groups come to Club 180 uptown. We uh, had some concerts out on the square when they used to have the uh, little Chicago night and stuff like that and just did various concerts and stuff in the community. So what was your role in all that, Sharon? I was his support. You just the support? Well, I supported him with everything he wanted to do. So 17 years. You guys did all that different fun stuff. Um, what is it? Okay, so we're going to dig into the fun stuff now. If I paid you 100 bucks, would you punch Steve in the mouth? No. Okay, well, I I'd just I'd give it a shot. Break the tension up in here a little bit. I would think twice about that. I'd let you punch me, and he could give me the 100. <laughs> I don't <laughs> no, think so. That's not the I deal. Would not, that's not I wouldn't the do deal. that, no. Sorry. You're not going to do it either? Nope. Well, you're out a hundred bucks he's either not, way. He's out a hundred bucks. You're giving him fifty now because he can't give you a hundred. See, she's over here kicking <laughs> kicked him, him in now, the foot. assaulting him. You're supposed to love. I love him, but guess what? That's what we're Remember here what to she talk said about. I kicked him in the foot. Ago about backing me and everything. Okay, so at the end of the show, we're going to do an altar call. I expect Please. to see your hand go up. <laughs> Please. <laughs> okay. So he needs his up too. He needs his up. So okay, so. Let, you, know, you know the scripture says lay hands on no man suddenly. That's what I'm saying. So <laughs> you quit kicking people. I didn't lay my hands on them. It was a foot. She's got a point. My bad. So when 
Okay, when you two met, was you guys saved? Yes. yes. You guys were both saved? Yes. yes. We actually met in a uh, Christian chat room online. That's not and, a story you hear all the time. And, no. uh, <laughs> when I first started talking to her, I told her, I said, I just came out of a relationship. I do not want a relationship. And we just started. We started would talk out as friends. Ever, ever so often about what our pastors was preaching and stuff like that. And so many times. I'm in Ohio, she's in Pennsylvania, and our pastors was always preaching almost the same sermon. Really? And we was able to compare Sunday after Sunday of, hey, that's almost the same exact thing my pastor's preaching in Pennsylvania. And we just kept communicating, and pretty soon it led to what it is now. Right, 17 years later. Yeah. And she's not enthused. (laughs) You're funny, Logan. Uh, Okay, so... When did, okay, so I'm going to start with Sharon here. What point in life did you realize I cannot do this by myself anymore? I was 15. Okay, you was 15. Yep. After growing up and going to church all my life, a lot of it was like I was just there. When I hit 15, I was like, I need something. And I realized I had to have God. I had to have Jesus in my life. Right. And I realized it's the only way to go. So have you stayed consistent since then? Not always. Not always. You just kind of, you know, you had your moments and... Backslid and yeah. Okay. So what about you? Well, I grew up, my uh, father was a Pentecostal preacher, so I grew up going to church almost every night. And um thing about it, over the years, once I had went out into the world, and what I wanted to kind of reach people that may think that since they were a Christian and now they've walked away, they find themselves way out in left field, so to speak, that all it takes is one step back. If you turn around to Mm -hmm. God and say, God, I've messed up and he'll meet you right where you are. You don't have to come back through Mm -hmm. all that dirt to get where God wants you. He'll meet you where you are and return you to where you were before did you find it hard like you said something about you know you didn't you didn't always stay consistent so did you find it hard um like to to turn back like when you knew that god like if you're like when you just like something happened you're like oh okay like i really need to fix this like what did you find that hard to do like to turn back was that just a challenge or sometimes it was but just depends on who i was around People influenced that decision, and as I got older, I influenced my decision and decided to stay where I'm at now. So you two get you two. So you met, and then you you end up on this this little journey, and then here we are, 17 years later. What are some things that t- the two of you together discovered? Um, how do I want to say it? What is the What are some things that the two of you guys discovered together as a couple in God? That kind of, you know, you said that you supported things that he was chasing after and that he wanted to go do. So what, I don't even know how I want to ask it. What do, what was it that, that I guess kind of created that part of the relationship? You know what I mean? Like he's, he's, he's taking the lead and he's going that direction and I'm going to follow him. So that just, you got that revelation. He's the head of the house. I've always, I've always thought. He's the head of the he's the man, he's the head of the house. I think it boils down to too. She knows that I've always been one that I listen to God, I follow what God wants. And if it's truly what he wants for our relationship, 
we're both going to feel it and we're both going to run with it. We're going to run hand in hand with it to be able to get to where God's wanting us to go. So you guys ever feel like there was a time in, in over the years of the ministries and the different things that you got to get involved with, did you ever feel like there was a time where you fell short and just like, it just fell apart and like, Oh man, God, like I messed up or you thought that you messed up and it might not even been you, you know what I mean? But I'm just saying like, was there a time where you really felt like, Oh, I screwed something up here. I would say, yeah, we, we all go through that. You're going to step back prime example is something i did last summer at a concert event i tried to pull off a big concert in the middle of the pandemic and i found myself thinking it was a complete failure because i was looking for crowds and crowds and crowds but what i was failing to see it's what god wanted not quality over quantity the quality of reaching the people far more succeeded than however many thousands could have been there. You guys had like 150 people. Dude, that's a lot of people for that little Yeah, town. we even really had people that's a in lot cars. And not just that, but... It wasn't all people from the town either. No, it wasn't. Well, you know what's even cooler than that, though? Like, And that's kind of what springboarded. Because I remember you guys was talking to me about that back when we first met and stuff like that. And I, I remember when I walked up there, like we went to go up there, and you're like, hey, do you want to meet him? And I was like, yeah, if he's got time to talk, you know, and... It was just crazy. Two things happened to me. One, I was so thankful that you did not lie to me about knowing these people. <laughs> and the other thing I was grateful for is because he was literally, uh, Joseph was busy, like busy. He had stuff going on, you know, and, and he had things he was trying to get done and things he was trying to get set up. And he still took time just to come over. And he spent probably, I think we sat there for almost a half hour just talking amongst ourselves and you know, and it just blew my mind because I was just grateful uh, to see even for myself that God had given me a relationship that that was genuine. You know what I mean? Uh, that wasn't all tied up in a in a bow and and wrapping paper. And, you know, you open it up and find out that it was another pair of socks. You know what I mean? And you're super disappointed. <laughs> so it was it was I was awesome. And that's what led to, you know, what me and you did later on in the year. Um, that was fun. <laughs> we don't have to get into all that, but that was fun. That's something in my life that I feel God's always blessed me with. I've always been able to get the connections to do these kind of events and not not be thousands and thousands of dollars like an event where we can open it to the community and say, hey, you guys want to come? Come. We don't want to charge you guys money. Just come and receive what's being presented to you guys. So even though, Sharon, you recognize Steve's the head of your household, if there was somebody right now on the fence about whether or not they should let God get involved in a situation, could you give me an example of when you were on the fence about it, and then what would you say to somebody who would need that encouragement to just say, okay, God, it's yours? I'm not really sure. Never thought of that. So, okay, Lynn, what would you, uh, what would you say to encourage somebody to take that leap, to just take the plunge at it? Try it. It can't hurt you. Right. Only thing it can do is heal you. So what would you say, Steve? I would say... It's like I've always heard, if God plants something in you to do, he's not going to let you fail. 
if you take the step, he's going to meet you every step going into what he's called you to do. As long as you're taking those steps, he's not going to let you fail because that's not what our God does for us. If he sees you trying to do what you're called to do, he's going to be right there with you, watching over, protecting you as you are walking in to what he's called you to do. I agree with you. I really do. Uh, especially because, like, you know, I, I think about what we did because I've got actually got it up there on my wall. I don't know if you ever noticed it or not, but it's actually hanging up there. Um, I, I want to get our like picture. As I say, I want to get our picture done so that way I can stick it in there with it. But, you know, I, I stuck that up there and it was just, you know, I think about even just doing that, you know, because here we were like and I mean, actually, we ended up getting boycotted that night because, yeah. you know, the city kind of had something going on and there was an incident with a missing person. And what these people didn't know was everybody who had been there that night throughout the entire week had spent time searching for this boy. Not only just that, um, you know, we've been planning this for over two months, I think, at that yeah. time. And that yeah, was, that was, was, I mean, I think we did pretty well for only two yeah. months of planning for something like that. And, uh, you know, and thankfully, you know, our pastors gave us favor and we ended up working some things around the weather and things like that. But we got pretty much boycotted by the city and people in it because they thought we were more worried about a concert over what was going on and they didn't know that we had been out there doing all this stuff. Exactly. Uh, and, and even in the middle of all that, you know, still, th I think three people still got saved yeah. that night. And like you was talking yes. about just what happens, like, Hey, uh, you know, God did what, you know, it wasn't what I was thinking. Like, I'm be honest with you. I was, I was right there with you. Yeah. Like I was thinking things would blow up and people would be excited. Cause I mean, so many people knew who these guys were. Yeah. Exactly. And there were so many people who wanted to come, and then all of a sudden people didn't show up. And then we had the weather. Yeah, had weather and had everything else going on. Moved so the whole concert in a matter of, what, 20, 30 minutes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, we had to flip-flop the entire plan around. But that goes back to what I was talking about. If God's called you to do it, and he's, he's going to be faithful, even if it looks like what – we've all heard it – what the devil meant for bad, God will turn it around and make it good. Right. Even though we saw what we saw was utter failure, three people right. committed. Right. And That's I actually more think, successful yeah. than some big concerts with thousands and thousands of people that everybody goes home in the same situations that they came in with. You know, I think about, because what was it? It was probably what, just a little while before that, they were over in Urbana. Yeah. And that group of people was standing next to us drinking and getting high and they thought they were at a rock concert and had no idea what was going on until he stopped and started preaching jesus at them <laughs> and they had no idea what was happening they're just like get real quiet like okay you know and they went and sat down that was the end of it you didn't see him for the rest of the night it's not the first time we've seen something like that happen no what seventh time down it wasn't the event we did but we saw seventh time down uptown here and in the middle of the concert a drunk walks up to the stage and I'll never forget it, Mikey, the lead singer, they was trying to rush through because a storm was coming. But the lead singer detected what was going on, that there, this guy had walked up in the middle of the concert, and he switched modes and started giving an order call right in the middle of it. And to me, that's what we need to do. The, I think so for so long the church has lacked the love of reaching people in the dirt. Either they're afraid to get dirty or they want to condemn them too much. And the church needs to start loving the people where they are and showing them God and let God clean them up. We don't need to try to clean them up. 
let God do it. No, we don't. No, yeah, you're right, too. We don't need to try to clean them up because then we start and see, and this is why, like, I always, I get very cautious um, with anybody that I deal with because I don't, I have certain convictions and certain patterns, and you guys have known me long enough to know that I have just, I have certain convictions and patterns, and I follow them. Yep. You know, in and out, yeah. you know, um, and we don't have to get in any detail of those, but. And it's for that reason right there. But I don't impose those things on people because that's not what God told them to do. This is just what God told me to do. So I have to walk in these things, and these things is what keep me centered. It keeps me me. You know what I mean? So I promise you'll know when I'm out of whack. <laughs> you'll know if something's going on because those, those, those habits will be disturbed in some way. Um, and I don't, you know, I try to do what I can to not make sure to make sure that doesn't happen because that there's no reason for that to need to. But um, so. We are getting close. We're getting hitting that 18 minute marker. So I've been challenging everybody. Okay. So at the end of every single show, we do an altar call. So I'm going to challenge you guys. Do one of you guys want to do the altar call? Uh, can I share one thing that God's been laying on my heart and it may lead into it? I'm wanting to challenge the Christians because I found myself doing it as I came back and started working in the church of being becoming overcritical. And when I see people that call themselves Christian, when they start messing up, wanting to condemn them, condemn them, condemn them. And if that's you, I just want to challenge you to start praying to God and say, God, let me see them through your eyes. Because God loves people, and he don't condemn them and strike them down when they mess up. He reaches out and loves on them. And I want to challenge that if you are one that's looking at even the world or your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, that start praying. If you feel the need to talk about them, talk to God about them. Don't talk to your brother or your sister or S Sister Susie or somebody. Take it to God and let him, he may strike you down and say, no, what they're doing is okay. I've called them to do this. And it's not what you want, it's what God wants. I just want to challenge you, if you find yourself being overcritical of people, start praying for God to remove that and to open your eyes and see people the way he sees them. You know, it's funny, it's before we get to that next part, it, you said that and it made me think, because uh, there's been some situations, I've had to do that exact same thing, and 95% of the time I come back and it's a problem with me. It's not even them. And sometimes I believe... Uh, that God will allow certain people to come into your life. Um, and whether or not you realize it or not, they are there to purge something out of you that otherwise, you know what I'm saying? Like they're there to kind of get you. Um, I don't know. It's almost like recognizing that you, you know, there's something about you. You know what I'm saying? That it's like, oh, wow. Like, I didn't realize, you know what I'm saying? Like, God, I can't believe this person did this, 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 this. And it's like, oh, yeah. Well, you know, think about you what do you've been doing thing. for the last 10 minutes. You know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's like yeah. the scripture where you're trying to remove the log from your brother's eye, but you can't even see the splinter that's in your own. Right. So you're exactly. And that's right. right, right. Like I said, 95% of the time, I find that it's literally something in that area that I've, you know what I mean? It's wrong, something wrong with me. Um, and that, you know, and, and nobody likes that, you know what I mean? So to add what you said, I would ask God, uh, to, to circumcise you, you know, and I know we talk about it all the time, but whenever Joshua and them went over the Jordan, 
they didn't celebrate and do some of the things that you'd think they did. They circumcised. They tucked in. They ate for a year. And then, boom, took off in there and, you know, laid waste to, to nations. You know, that's what they did. So, um, so, but no, yeah, you're right. 100%, you're right. And I do think, uh, and I've been on that side of the fence, too. I've been one of those people who was, like, a little overcritical about certain things. And then I realized, like you said, you know, learn how to love them where they're at. Yeah, and you have to. And as frustrating as that is sometimes, because sometimes I think God assigns people to us and you're dealing with them. And it's like, I call them baby Christians. You know what I mean? They're still taking milk. They're still not, you know, they're not quite eating on meat. They're not quite doing some of those things yet. So it's like, um, you know, you, you, you want to, you want to punch them in the head because they just ain't listening yeah. to you. They ain't doing what you want to, and you're just trying to help them and they just ain't listening. They don't care. Um, so with that, Sharon, can I challenge you? You going to do it? She's over shaking her head now. She's like, I'm not doing it. Are you going to do it? All right. I guess I could take a stab at it. Okay. So now, you gotta, now you've accepted the challenge. <laughs> so now not only do you have to do the altar call, um, but then you got to pray us out. So <laughs> real quick, uh, I just want to add, you know, for anybody who's listening, uh, if, you know, if, if there's praise reports, uh, if you anything like that, uh, reach out to us at indeed and in truth ministries at gmail.com. And we'll have some, you know, we got a team of people waiting to get those. Uh, and we will reach back out to you and we'll pray for those things. So, Steve, I'm going to give it to you. All right. I just like what I talked about earlier. I want to talk to the Christians with that may have walked away. If you find yourself out, it's just one step back. And if you are not saved, you've never committed to Christ. I want to encourage you. It's the best decision you could ever make. And I'm just going to say a prayer, and if you uh, feel God tugging at you, just repeat this prayer. God, I just ask you to come into my life, forgive me of my sins, and renew me, make me new, and wash me and make me white as snow. And wash me with your blood, send your Holy Spirit, that it can cleanse me and everything right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen, Sharon. Amen. I didn't see your hand go up. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay, go ahead, bud. Praise All out. right, God, we thank you for the time we had today, Father God. And I just ask, Father God, to bless this podcast and keep it growing right now in Jesus' name. And more than the quantity or the hits, we want to hear the results of what it, that it's done for people and everything right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, join us next time when we come back on the next episode. God bless.